To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Dave. How is everybody doing? Well, as you know, when I go to Disney theme parks, it's not just about the attractions for me. It's much more than that. It's about the good show. And there's more to, more to it than meets the eye. When I wander around, I love doing things that are a little bit unusual. I've been to the parks enough times where when I walk around and I see things, it's kind of like, hey, that's kind of neat. But I like to take it a step further and you know, read the signs on the windows at, on Main Street or do something interesting like the scavenger hunt we had earlier this year. Things like that where I'm having some fun and being a little more interactive. Uh, I've never done the Kim Possible Adventure, and my kids haven't either, but I think I might try that on a future trip because it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And the Merlin, uh, the magician thing, sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun too that I talked about on the last podcast. But one of my favorite things to do is to go around and look for hidden Mickeys and find these images of Mickey that are hidden somewhere in the parks. Now, you may be asking yourself, you're not familiar with what hidden Mickeys are, and you may be scratching your head and going, gee, Dave, what's a hidden Mickey? And that's a good question, and that's one I'm going to try and answer for you. A hidden Mickey is sort of a representation of Mickey Mouse that's been inserted subtly into the design of a ride, an attraction, or in some location on Disney property, or within a theme park, of course. The most common hidden Mickey that you're going to find is a formation of three circles that's perceived as a silhouette of the head and ears of Mickey Mouse. And Disney aficionados refer to this as a classic Mickey. So you think about the three circles, there's the bigger one and the two that represent the ears, and that's kind of what they're thinking about. Hidden Mickey started out as sort of an inside joke among Walt Disney Imagineers. Uh, they would place them into different places as they were creating their uh, rides and shows and would just kind of subtly put them in as sort of a joke, as something fun to do. And it kind of grew over time into something much more. Since it started off as the silhouette of Mickey uh, with, the, with the circles, um, it, it, it kind of grew from there and can take on many forms now. Uh, Over time, the term Hidden Mickey has come to refer to a range of possibilities for a more complete representation of Mickey, such as Mickey mixed in with a crowd or in the background or or even a representation of another character that's somewhere embedded in Disney property. Uh, They would still refer to that as a Hidden Mickey. Hidden Mickeys are found in the various Disney media, such as the animated films, feature-length movies, TV series, or even, the, even in the theme parks. Uh, Mickeys may be painted, made up of objects such as rocks or three plates on a table, or be references to, uh, to something, uh, something like um, somebody wearing a Mickey Mouse Club hat ears. Uh, hidden Mickeys can also take on many sizes and forms. It's not just one standard form. 
You can find them in, slipped into animation cells in the animated classics, hidden in architecture and attractions, um, and uh, many other Disney-related features. So for me, when I'm walking around Walt Disney World, I'm trying to find all the hidden Mickeys I can. So it's a lot of fun to just kind of go along and ask, you know, ask myself, do I see a hidden Mickey there? What's that? In designing and constructing or adding the final touches to an attraction, uh, they would, these Imagineers would subtly hide the silhouettes in plain sight. Soon it became a tradition, and as the word spread, Disney fans everywhere went on the search for these hidden Mickeys. What's the history of hidden Mickeys, you may ask yourself? The first uh, published sightings of a hidden Mickey was made by Arlen Miller, a cast member. Arlen wrote an article for Walt Disney World's Eyes and Ears uh, cast member newsletter. It's an internal publication back in 1989. And he talked about hidden Mickeys in the parks. And this was the first time that it was uh, made publicly known that there were these subtle Mickeys hidden in different places. A while later, uh, Arlen was contacted by Disney News for more information. And the resulting article made the news of hidden Mickeys spread worldwide. So for the last uh, 20-ish years, you've started to hear more about hidden Mickeys uh, appearing in different places. Now, <clears throat> there's some definition that has to go along with this. Clearly, you know, everything could be perceived as a Mickey. I mean, you have a Mickey Mouse mug. Is that a hidden Mickey? A true hidden Mickey is one that's not meant to be seen immediately, and it's usually placed purposefully by a Disney Imagineer or artist in the context that would not normally contain a Mickey Mouse. When the shape of a Mickey Mouse is used as an obvious part of the design, such as Mickey Mouse ears on the top of a lamppost, it's considered decorative and sometimes referred to as a decor Mickey. Additionally, formations of the iconic head and ears have been spotted in nature or even with animals, but they're also not hidden Mickeys because the general rule of thumb is if it's not associated with Disney, it's not a hidden Mickey. Once in a while, a cast member will slip them in uh, for fun in a, in a ride when they're kind of working on the attraction or doing something, they might put it in, such as uh, there was a Mickey in the warehouse on the Great Movie Ride, uh, in the um, Bones and, Di and Disneyland's uh, Indiana Jones Adventure, and then over in Typhoon Lagoon. Those were all placed by uh, cast members instead of by Imagineers. Now, it's also, also true that occasionally you see serendipitous Mickeys that just happened and weren't planted by anyone. And those you might consider hidden Mickeys in those cases, because while they weren't planted, they just happened to look like Mickey and it works out well. And you could consider it a hidden Mickey, even though it's, it, it wasn't one that was planned. Now, here's a few rules kind of understanding what hidden Mickeys are. Any Mickey that seems very large and elaborate or very intricate, such as the formations of a cave or even the shapes of the parks themselves, is probably not an honest-to-goodness Mickey Mouse. There are exceptions, and I'll talk about one specific exception in a minute, but there aren't that many. Uh, second, a Mickey should be proportionally correct. While there's no set or official measurement for a hidden Mickey, if the ears seem too small or too close together, or if each, size, if each um, ear is a different size, uh, then it's most likely not a hidden Mickey. While the Mickeys don't require that the circles be connected to one another, you have to use your good, good common sense and think about whether it would be a hidden Mickey or not. If they're very far apart, it's probably not a hidden Mickey in that case. And you want to be careful that you aren't simply finding a group of circles. You know, your eyes can play tricks on you if you're looking for a hidden Mickey. A hidden Mickey should be unique to its surroundings. If there are a bunch of balloons in hand or round, uh, round shapes on a light fixture, you're bound to see something that can qualify, but that's really not a hidden Mickey. So you want to kind of exclude those. And finally, Mickey should not have to rely on too much on your imagination. If you, squint, if you have to squint your eyes, tilt your head, and have a certain amount of lighting at a certain angle, then it's probably not a hidden Mickey in that case. It's probably something else. Uh, so you, you really have to think about it from the Imagineer's perspective. They're putting it in, and they want people to see it, but they want it to be subtle enough where you don't notice it right away. So what we know is there are probably over 1,000 hidden Mickeys that have been recorded. 
the Walt Disney Company has never compiled a complete list of all the known or deliberate Mickeys, whether they were created by an, an Imagineer or a Disney cast members. So there's no way to confirm or disprove every single hidden Mickey sighting. But uh, there's a number of websites that have popped up, popped up um, and there's books that list locations and so forth. And um, usually they uh, encourage fans to add or dispute or uh, disprove or prove the existence of those hidden Mickeys. So when I look around at some of my favorite hidden Mickeys, you know, I think back to all the things that I've seen. You know, there's one, I've talked about some of them in my podcasts, and you'll hear that periodically. I'll mention there's a hidden Mickey there. Um, some of my favorites. One is uh, on the Jungle Cruise. When you're in Shirley's Temple and you're going along, there's a spider web and there's a giant spider on it. And he's got clearly a Mickey Mouse head on his back. Another one is over at Body Wars. In the uh, painting above the Body Wars exhibit, there's like um, this giant mural up there. And there's actually a Mickey head in there that's sort of the, called the broccoli Mickey because it looks like uh, pieces of broccoli that are put together. But it's actually Mickey Mouse, and it's very clever. And if you if you look for it, it's pretty cool. There's also one of my other favorites that I used that I used to see, but I haven't seen in a long time. It was in the Norway Pavilion in the queue for the uh, Maelstrom. As you're waiting in line, there used to be this giant mural of um, Vikings on a ship. And in the back of the uh, ship, there was one Viking who was wearing Mickey Mouse ears. It was really cute and clever. And I haven't seen that one in a long time. I think they may have taken the mural out uh, and just haven't replaced it at this point. Or perhaps it's in another part of the attraction that I just haven't seen. But uh, that was one of my favorites. There's also a number of different uh, different places you can find him. Uh, you'll see his yellow shoes pop up in different places, like in the uh, Great Movie Ride along the way. You'll see uh, his, his uh, yellow shoes along the movie posters there. Uh, also, one of the places that I liked uh, was in the Utilidors, down in the underneath the Magic Kingdom, along the long hallway that goes toward uh, Main Street, uh, along Main Street. There was this um, paint cans that had been placed on the uh, on the ground, and they had formed a hidden Mickey right there in plain sight, where everyone was walking over them every day. And it was really funny because they had taken the paint cans away, but there was these rings of paint on the ground that were there for you know for a long time, uh, and you could uh, see them every day. And it was sort of a kind of a cute little subtle hidden Mickey that they had kind of placed for cast members to see. And there are others in the uh, utilidors and backstage areas, of course. But those are some of my favorites. There are others. There are many others. Uh, another one that I like that uh, you can't see anymore is actually in the uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. When they first designed the studios, the main center part where they had the hat now was actually the head of Mickey Mouse. And they had put the planters in such a way where the planters had the cutouts of his eyes just like you would expect for uh, Mickey's eyes. You know, with the uh, sort of, they're almost like a square on top of a circle with a little cutout set like that. And then his ears were actually, one was on uh, Sunset Boulevard where they've expanded now and they put a street there so you really can't see it. And the other one went out toward Echo Lake so you could uh, just look at the other circle there. And if you looked at a park map, you could see it pretty well back when, in the early days of the, uh, of the studios. And also if you t- looked in an aerial view, you could see it that way as well. It was very clever. I thought that was really cute that they kind of imagined it that way. Unfortunately, that one went away with the expansion of the park, but that one was pretty cool. I, I really I really enjoyed that one. That, that one kind of struck me because it was so cute in its design and clever in its design that it was actually part of the park. And that was pretty cool. So what I find interesting is, you know, if you don't know where they are, you can always ask a cast member. A lot of times a cast member will tell you if they know where they are, they'll point some out to you or they'll give you some hints on how to find them. Of course, you could go to the websites. There's uh, two or three major websites that are out there that have hidden Mickeys listed out there. And uh, you can also um, go and collect a couple of books. There are a number of books out there that have really good listings of hidden Mickeys and show you how to find them and even have some scavenger hunts so you can find them and have some fun with it. 
but I'm going to give you another way. And this is my own personal, here's my pitch, you know, time to make the sales pitch, right? Um, this is Dave's Disney View. It's DisneyPodcast.net presents a hidden Mickey finder. And I've created an iPhone app specifically for this purpose. Now, the iPhone app will allow you to go in uh, and look for hidden Mickeys that others have found and submitted. Uh, You can also take pictures of hidden Mickeys that you uh, find and actually um, share them with the community out there. You can go through and you can tag any of them that uh, you deem that are wrong or incorrect and tell us why and we'll correct it for you. You can also find ones that are near you, search them by the park you're in or whatever. So the cool thing is, if you don't happen to be at Disney World, you can go and look by park and say, hey, let me go find all the hidden Mickeys that are in the Magic Kingdom. And you can go look through there and look at all the hidden Mickeys with their pictures and descriptions and everything and go find them without even being in the park. And when you're in the park, you can click near me and find the ones that are there. And it can be very social. Here's my, here's my goal. I want to make it very social so that you can add to the community all you want. You can keep adding. If you find more, add more. And have some fun with it and really enjoy it. And I'm keeping track of who the top users are and, um, you know, who the people are that submit the most. And, you know, I, I want to, you know, kind of make that the uh, social aspect of it. Then also, I, I realize there are people out there who don't have iPhones. And why wouldn't you have an iPhone? It's one of the greatest tools, but that's beside the point. If you don't have an iPhone, uh, then you don't have an iPhone. Wait, that sounds like an advertisement. Uh, No, then what you want to do is I'm creating a website right now that's DisneyPodcast.net slash hidden-mickey. And on that site, I'm going to have a community that's there as well. And in that community, you can also go ahead and upload your pictures. So if you want to upload a picture yourself, you can do it from that website. If you can do it from your mobile device, that's great. Uh, If you can't, uh, then you can just email me the picture, um, and I'll put it up there. Or if you happen to be at your computer and you have a bunch of hidden and Mickey's that you've taken pictures of, you're more than welcome to upload them to the site right there from there, from that spot. I've got some uh, ways that you can uh, you can find the GPS coordinates so they can get placed in the right place and so forth. But um, we'll make it kind of fun that way. Uh, I am looking to uh, to create some additional uh, views of this. Right now, it's my app is only for the iPhone uh, and the iPod Touch. I'd like to create it for the iPad as well, but I want to get this one working and working really well before I create the iPad app. So uh, what I'm looking for, uh, I'm selling the iPhone app for 99 cents at the iTunes store, and you can find it by going to disneypodcast.net slash hidden-mickey, or uh, if you look for Kennedy Marketing, um, that happens to be the company that I, um, that I work with, and uh, if you look under that, you'll find it that way as well. It's got a little uh, blue background with some uh, Mickeys that are kind of buried in there, and it's all... Uh, things that are related to uh, finding the the hidden Mickeys that way. So if you look for it that way, you should be able to find it. Now, something I noticed in the time that I started this app until the time it was actually approved by Apple, uh, there was someone else who came up with a very similar app. Hey, more power to him. I I remember talking to um, Brent Pope back in episode, I think it was 16, uh, when we were talking about the Wait Times app that he had created. And the advice he gave me at that point was, if you have an app you want to create, just get it out there because you know that there's going to be other people who are going to do the same thing. So here you go. Here's my foray into this field. Now, like I said, I don't want it to replace anything else. I want to be competitive with everybody else. I want this one to be a social tool that people can add uh, Mickeys to and have some fun and... uh, be able to share and interact with other uh, Disney guests and have some fun. Yeah, that's the whole idea here is, have, is to have some fun. We'll, we'll create this community of, of hidden Mickeys that then we can go and look at and everyone can share and have some fun looking for them. 
Uh, so that's my goal. Now, if you're interested, uh, at this point it's just me and a couple of friends who are going to be editing the, uh, the, back, uh, the backlog of entries, uh, the submissions that are out there. By default, everything that's uploaded is automatically viewable by everyone, but you have the ability as a community member to t flag something as being inappropriate, whether it's in the wrong place or it's got inappropriate themes in it or something. You can flag it, and we'll go back and look at those and edit them and change them. But I'm looking for people to help edit. If you're interested in helping me edit it, you can send me an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com, and uh, I'd be happy to, uh, to have you on as an editor, and we can talk about what we need to do. Also, because of the fact this is a new app, and I said early on in this part of it that I wanted to kind of fix, you know, make it work, make it really effective, and make it really good for our community here, I want to give away a few copies of this app right now. So if you email me at davesdisneyview at gmail.com and tell me you want a free copy of it for your iPhone or iPod Touch, I'll give you a promo code, and you can have a copy of it that you can play around with. The only thing I ask in return is that you give me feedback about it. Let me know what we need to fix. You know, what would make it better? What would make it more effective? Hopefully it's pretty good as it is, but, you know, if there's things that I need to change, I want to change them because, like I said, I want to make this kind of fun. I want to make this interactive. I want to have some fun with it. I will make it for the iPod, for the iPad at some point once I've got it stabilized and everybody's happy with it and I feel content about moving forward. I'll also think about adding other uh, parks in there. Uh, right now it's only for Walt Disney World, so you're kind of limited in that sense. It's for all the parks in Walt Disney World, the entire resort. But I would consider adding Disneyland in there as well or other parks as well. So that's a consideration for the future. I want to look at maybe doing that. That's a fairly simple relatively speaking, thing to do, but I wanted to get it working for the, uh, for the uh, theme parks that I know first. And then also, because I'm creating this website, I'm creating a sort of a mobile version of it that will allow you to just go in and look for the, uh, look for the, the specific hidden Mickeys um, just in groupings. So I could go look at the Magic Kingdom and see the laundry list of all the ones that have been submitted. Hey, if you don't have an iPhone, at least you have an ability to interact with the community, and that's what I'm after. Now, the website itself and the mobile version of it that's not the iPhone version still needs a little bit of work, but if you go over there, you can see where it is now. It'll continue to evolve over the next few weeks as I uh, continue to build it. It's uh, something that I've been working on, sort of a labor of love. Um, and I'll take feedback about that as well if you have any. Um, please feel free to email me and let me know what you think. You know, I want, like I said, I want this to be fun. I want this to be interactive. I want people to have fun with it. I was trying to think of something that I was passionate about for creating an iPhone app, and I've been doing iPhone apps for a while now, and... This was something that I felt passionate enough about to be able to uh, go out there and produce something that I thought would be fun and uh, just be able to, uh, to interact with everyone. And I hope you like it. I really do. Please do give me feedback. I, I like to know how I'm doing and kind of get a sense of it as I, as I go through it. And so in the meantime, uh, while you're downloading that app and you're having some fun, uh, you know, I hope you have fun looking around for Hidden Mickeys. They're just a lot of fun. You know, you go in somewhere, and you're looking around, and suddenly you see this visage of Mickey somewhere, and you go, that's really cool. How did that get there? Why did they, you know, why did they put that on there? And it's really kind of fun when you see it and you realize what it is. And then you think about why it's there, and everything has a purpose. And it's really kind of cool. It's, it's, you know, it's just really neat that Disney has taken the time to and the care to do that. And that's something you don't see at other parks. And that's why I think Hidden Mickeys are special, and that's why I like um, working with them. And that's why I created this app. So that is my podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something about Hidden Mickeys. I certainly hope you go and take a look at my app and, uh, or at least my website and have some fun with it. And that's all I've got for this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. See ya. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold onto the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show. And also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 